The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey everyone, welcome back to Afternoons with Mike right here on the Shepherd Radio Network. It's my privilege each and every day at this time to bring an interview with someone that's out there doing it for the Lord. And I've got such a person on the line. We're talking uh, to Doug Stroop today. Doug is up in Georgia. We'll hear more about that. Doug is a filmmaker involved with uh, a, a, a filmmaking group called Make It Clear Studio, and we'll hear all the details. Doug Stroop, welcome to my program. Well, thank you so much, Mike. This is always just such a pleasure. Anytime I have opportunity to just tell people about what God's doing, you know, through our lives, it's always a wonderful pleasure and a joy to, to be on your show again today. Well, thank you so much, Doug, for that. And I agree with you. It is a privilege. I think a lot of us forget that and we can mm. lose sight of the fact that we have, as believers, the greatest gift ever been given to yeah. us in the in the the relationship that we have with Jesus. And this time of year, it's so sweet to be able to remind people about that and talk about it because Christmas, uh, he is indeed the reason for this season. And yes, amen. And uh, I'm excited about it. It took a while this year to kind of, uh, for the busyness to settle down and, uh, to realize that Christmas <laughs> is now just a few days away, my friend. Isn't that amazing? Has it has the business settled down for you? I, we're just getting going. It seems like. Okay. Well, it, it that it, <laughs> there's a particular type of business that I was thinking of, and it had to do with just uh, some issues that we had uh, programming wise, and yeah. it's all settled now, and we're so grateful yeah. that it is. But here we yeah. are. We're we're talking about this uh, opportunity that you've been given in your life to make a difference. Mm. by making films. And mm. uh, if you could go back to the beginning and tell us your story and how you got into that direction. And I know that along the way, there was uh, a pretty big accident that happened in yeah. your life. So tell us that story, Doug. Well, I would be glad to. Um, so Mike, <clears throat> I was an actor. I, I'm, I'm still an actor, but I've been an actor for a long time. And so Many years ago, uh, I had just had wonderful opportunities to be involved in the secular world of acting, filmmaking, um, and it's just been wonderful. I, I used it as a mission field for me to be able to present Christ and his message and how he's worked in my life and, you know, just an opportunity to give the gospel. And it was difficult in the secular arena, and it got more and more difficult because, you know, people would just not want to talk to you about the Lord. They wanted to talk about their stuff, you know, their worldly stuff that they were involved in. And I just didn't have anything in common with them there, and I didn't want to talk about all those things that they wanted to talk about. And yet when I was trying to share my testimony and how God has, you know, saved me and belief in Christ and the gospel and all those things, um, they didn't want to talk about that, right? And so they'd laugh at you and walk away. And so it was it was a good opportunity as a mission field. And and in that, even though they didn't want to talk about it, I, I, I get it, right? So I had wonderful opportunities, and I'll say it this way. In that, God allowed me to see and to do and to experience a lot of things 
both in front of the camera and behind the camera. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to grow in those areas and to see all of the different aspects that it really does take to make a film. And it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. You know, it goes on behind the scenes uh, to get it to the point of what people are seeing actually on camera, right on the big screen when you release your film. But in that, God gave me a lot of those experiences. And the time came, Mike, when I, I felt it very strongly just in my spirit that God was telling me to remove myself from that secular world of film. And he literally said to me to put him back in film, him being God and Jesus and making a difference in people's lives by using film as an outreach as a ministry to point people to Christ and to the gospel and all the powerful messages that are found throughout scripture. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what I did. And, and, um, I just began to really be in prayer about that. And God began to help me to write some things and, and about specific topics and all, and I won't, I don't need to get on all that right now, but that was kind of the background where I saw all of the, and I just have to call it garbage, all the worldly things that took place behind the scenes and all that in that secular part of the film industry. And now segueing that into the faith-based and Christian and family friendly and all of that part of the film industry. And we're using it as an outreach. We're presenting film on specific topics. We're presenting the gospel. You know, we're talking about topics that people are dealing with on a daily basis. And we can get into some of those too in this interview, but so that's how it all started as an actor. But then I was able to get into like I was a stand in for a lot of A-list actors. And then I became a photo double uh, for a lot of those same actors uh, in that industry. And then I began to get some supporting roles, speaking roles, some lead roles. And then, you know, all of that just segued. My, my, um, my background prior to all that was live theater. And I did a lot of professional theater as well. And so it was just a great segue into now, you know, when you're doing a, when you're doing a show, let's say a live theatrical show, you're, you're touching the hearts and the minds of the audience that's right there in that theater. But when you record that, when you put that on film and you release that, now your market is you know, incredibly larger to literally hundreds of thousands, if not more of people that have the same opportunity to see and to feel the impact of that presentation. Oh, and it so, could be in the millions, right? Yeah, 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 without a doubt. And so that's, that's a huge part of my heart that God showed me, number one, put him back in film, but using film as an outreach ministry, not just for entertainment. I'm not against entertainment, but we kind of coined a new word. It's called edutainment. <laughs> Because uh, we want to educate the viewers while we're entertaining them. Right? We want them to think about the topic of what they just watched, you know, in one of our films. That's right. You know, now you're in Georgia. You said that yeah. uh, before we started this interview, you're from the yeah. Atlanta area. And Georgia's oh. kind of uh, been regarded in recent years as the Hollywood of the East. Is that not right? I mean, I mean, it's there's a lot going on. In production, oh, yeah. especially in the Atlanta area, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, a lot of the work that I did prior to Make It Clear Studio coming on board with them was in the Atlanta area. And so, yeah, it is. It's it's regarded now as the Hollywood of the East. And there are, of course, there's a lot of folks that have come over from L.A. Uh, to the Atlanta area because of the opportunities they have there now. And 
you know, at any given time in the Atlanta area alone, there's 30 or more, you know, films, TV shows, you know, whatever being filmed, taking place all at the same time, you know, so there's a lot going on in the Atlanta area, uh, mostly in the secular film industry, but there's also a, you know, a market here in the Christian world as well. Now, there are a lot of companies, are there not? Uh, I'm thinking of groups that have made like the Kendrick Brothers and films mm-hmm. like that. There are a lot of companies that are making uh, edutainment uh, kind of um, yeah. films. They're, they're either feel-good films, just, uh, you know, maybe written just like all uh, other uh, films would be written, kind of uh, fiction-type bases. But there are a lot of them that are taking real true life stories of mm-hmm. uh, people's lives and putting that to film. And yeah. th- those are pretty outstanding. And it's the quality of this seems to be growing along with mm-hmm. the number of films that are coming out that have a Christian basis, right? You are exactly right. Yeah, there is a huge, you know, I, I just have to call it a market. There is a huge market for Christian, you know, family-friendly, faith-based films uh, that are coming out. I've got a lot of friends, you know, and I've I've been in some of them myself. That, but a lot of friends that are are in just in ongoing film after film after film in this faith-based arena. Uh, there is a huge market for that, and and people, you know, I've seen interviews, I've read articles, and heard interviews, and all of that where <clears throat> there's a lot of the people that are just really getting frustrated with what Hollywood's putting out because they are you know, they're, they're putting these things in there that used to be subtle. And, you know, now they're becoming a lot more mainstream, just like right there in your face. And there's things that they're trying to force feed us to accept that we don't agree with because it's not biblical. You know, they did that long before the government started that process, but now the government seems to have taken up that mantle and are pushing things uh, in bills and things like this recent, reform, a respect for marriage act that's come out. Uh, my goodness, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be a respect for marriage act. It seems to be the opposite to me, but the government right now seems to be pushing out what you're right, right in our face. We haven't, mm-hmm. you know, there's no hiding it anymore. What the intentions no. are. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so that's a huge part of why I'm doing what I'm doing, putting God back into film and all the powerful messages. Obviously, the gospel is the most powerful message we find you know, throughout Scripture. But there's other just really powerful messages. And the Bible does have a lot to say to us today. Obviously, the Word of God still is for us today. It's not just some ancient book that was for people in the past. I mean, it applies to us today. And so that's that's what we live by, you know, and there's so much in there that does address the issues and the topics that people are dealing with on a daily basis today. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm not force feeding anybody. I'm just simply putting God back in it. I'm letting them know what God's word says about these different topics that we film on, you know, letting them and, and really trying to create an interest and a curiosity that will drive people to the Word of God, to check it out for themselves. You know, they might just find Jesus. (laughs) Now, I I just pulled up your page on Internet uh, Movie Database, and Mm -hmm. you've been in some pretty big films before, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed it very, very much. Uh, Like Hidden Figures, for one, uh, (laughs) and part of the Marvel series, uh, Civil War, uh, Captain America. That's, that's That's a pretty big film. 
Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I did a lot of background work uh, before I got into uh, the stand-in and the photo double and then all the the lead roles and, and all of that. Um, but yeah, I did have a, an opportunity for about four years. And that's really where I was in that as the mission field. I was studying the industry, like I said, both behind the camera, all, you know, in front of the camera in every way I could just learning. And I had majored in in music theater, you know, back in, in college days. And so um, it's been a huge part of my life, you know, for most of my life since I was a child uh, acting in shows and whatnot. But um, but yeah, I have I did have a wonderful opportunity uh, to be in a lot of different films and to um, just kind of rub shoulders with a lot of the A-list actors that are out there. Not that I agree, you know, with them and, and what they're producing, but I do respect them for their craft mm-hmm. and for their study of the craft and how much work it takes to get to where they are. And so it was good. It was good. I, I had, you know, I was able to work with Kevin Costner there on Hidden Figures, and that was just a, he's a great man. It was a wonderful time. And there's, there's many others. And, um, but yeah, it was a great opportunity, but I learned a lot in those years that I've been, been able to bring into what I'm doing now. You know, that kind of experience is invaluable. And, you know, I believe, uh, and a lot of my guests have quoted this, uh, this next quote a lot. God never wastes anything. He never uh, nothing, nothing is ever not important in our lives that he brings us through. And certainly what you've gone through, it's not wasted. It's mm-hmm. now being used for a higher purpose, a better purpose. And that's pretty, ex- that's pretty exciting. Now you mentioned, I want to get to this in this segment. You mentioned that there was a pretty devastating accident that happened or mm-hmm. an injury that happened. Tell us yeah. about that. Yeah, so, you know, I've, I, I I just am full believer that our bodies are the temple, you know, the Lord and the Holy Spirit, you know, and dwells us at salvation. And and so I want to take good care of my body, right? I've always been in that mindset, both nutritionally and exercise and all of that. And so um, cycling, uh, you know, bicycle uh, cycling was one of the big things that I did, of course, running and jogging and walking, all those things and weights. But um, cycling was a really big passion of mine for many years. And so I was doing a century ride, uh, which is a hundred miles, you know, in one day, and it was a very organized ride with a big group. Um, and I literally had an accident. Um, I was Mike, it was just amazing. I, I may get emotional just reliving it, but, um, I was about, I was less than a mile away from the finish line. Oh my goodness. I'd already been over 102 miles that day on my bike. It was 103 from start to finish. And uh, it had been raining on us throughout the day. And I blew a spoke in my rear tire. And so uh, it was kind of bumping the brake pad a little bit along the way. The last eight miles uh, were a little bit tougher. Um, but it anyway, it pushed me off the, the uh, shoulder of the road. And I bogged down in some mud in my back tire because of the rain we had dealt with throughout the day. And, and uh, of course, I was tired. It was been a lot, a long ride. Yeah, 100 miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't fathom that. <laughs> yeah, so I was tired, obviously, and I could see the finish line, Mike. It was right up there at the top of the hill. I could see it coming, and I was excited. And just, anyway, bike went off the side of the road, and I tried to compensate to get back on the road and ended up, at like 20 miles an hour, I went over the handlebars, um, oh. out, in, 
out into the middle of the road, two lanes that were traveling the same direction as me. My bike went across those lanes and it got mangled. Um, my body went into the middle of those lanes and Mike, here's what I thought. This is gonna hurt really bad. I remember thinking that as I flew over the handlebars, it all happened so fast. But I also remember thinking, I don't wanna face plant. You know, I, I'm, I wanna try to like give it the old athletic roll. You know, maybe I could roll out of it on the other end. Well, I ended up as I rotated in the air, I hit my head the back of my head and I had a helmet. Yeah, you know, I was, you know, all that, but I drove the dial of the helmet into the base of my skull oh. when I hit the impact on the asphalt. Oh. And I blacked out and, you know, of course I came to, I don't know how long it happened, but I was on the side of the road, you know, in the mud. My buddy cyclist was over me, you know, just waiting for to see if I wake up and to see if I was okay. Um, I ended up having multiple injuries. You can imagine oh, dislocated, yeah. dislocated shoulders, compressed neck. Uh, my left arm was turning blue. My fingers were not all that, you know, but I had a traumatic brain injury, um, was the, the worst of that. And so it took me for over two and a half years. I couldn't work. I couldn't drive. Um, it was almost a three year period of recovery. Wow. And that what I year mean, did this happen, Doug? Uh, it was April the 18th of 2015. Ooh. So seven years ago. Yeah, seven years. Wow. Yeah, very traumatic. Uh, and yet, you know, God showed me a lot. He taught me a lot of things about him and about myself and, you know, the body and the healing and that whole process. And it was interesting, Mike. I, you know, all things work together for good. During my healing time, when I couldn't do anything, I just lay there. I couldn't walk. You know, it was hard to talk. I was very broken. I, I couldn't do anything for myself. My wife and my family just had to do everything for me. And the healing process was just an amazing journey to go through. But I, God did something in my mind, <laughs> literally in my brain, where it's like a, a switch flip that I, I was not able to write before my brain injury. But after my brain injury, I've been able to write scripts and books, and it's just amazing the benefit and the, you know, that it did work together to bring about good in my life. Wow. So I'm thankful for that. <laughs> well, let's pick that up on the next segment here. Sure. I'm with Doug Stroop today. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. On the line with me is Doug Stroop from Georgia. Doug is a professional actor, filmmaker. He has been in a lot of the movies that you probably have seen. And that, that's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, yet God has done this marvelous thing in his life. At the end of the first segment, we were talking about something that doesn't typically get a lot of attention about how God uses uh, terrible accidents or, or maybe bankruptcies or even relational difficulties, as difficult as they can be and as tragic as they can seem, 
oftentimes there's a silver lining that God brings about through that incident, whatever it was, an accident or a happening. And Doug is telling us that God did something. He, I like the way you use the phrase, <laughs> he flipped a switch in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it's as if post-accident, <laughs> traumatic accident, a bike accident, if you've just tuned in, when he was finishing a hundred mile bike ride a, a, a mile away or less, he could yeah. see the finish line. And then over the handlebars, he flies, hits the ground, uh, hits the pavement, not just ground, hits the pavement, right. a yeah. traumatic brain injury, months of rehab. And all of a sudden you discover that you have a part of your brain. Now you have access to that and it mm. works in a marvelous <laughs> way. That's a yeah. great story. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I, I'm, it was one of those things, you know, when you're, when you're trapped inside a brain injury, it's the only way I can say it, right? I just felt like I was down at 500 feet deep in a well that was dark. It was cold. I was alone, you mm. know, in, in this brain injury time frame. And, you know, when I would try to look up and see if there's any way out, and I couldn't get out. All I could see was, you know, 500 feet up there, all I could see was this tiny little pinpoint of light. But I had no way to get there. Oh. I, I, I just had to let God and, you know, nutrition and prayer and, you know, the things that we, the, the therapy and all the things I went through to just let the brain heal mm -hmm. as it would, right, at its own pace. And it was very interesting sometime during the healing process, I, I began to realize that because I was in this zone, you know, and I, I, this is just the way that I, I've experienced it. I was in this zone of, I couldn't focus on, but just one thing. Right. And so for, you know, I couldn't walk for a while. I couldn't talk for a while. I couldn't drive that, you know, for like two and a half years, but in that healing process, I realized something in my brain was now working that had not worked before, and that was writing. I had tried to write songs, and I'm a, I've been a musician as well for many years, and so I, I tried to write songs, and I tried to write stories or books or scripts, or, and it just wouldn't happen. It just I just couldn't get there oh, and until after the injury. Yeah. And sometime again in this process, I remember I, my family would, take me to this spot, you know, in our house and just sit me down and it was quiet and I would just read and I would listen to the word of God, you know, in my, just take it in and I'd read the Bible and I'd read books and I'd try to help, you know, this healing process. But in that process, I found myself very easily able to get into the zone and I started writing because that's where I was. I could mm. only focus on one thing at a time as it was healing. And so that's that's the, the the trigger, if you will, that was flipped in my brain is that now since then I've been able to write scripts and books and things. And it's just been it's very it's fun, Mike. I hear my voice. It's very it's exciting because that's a piece that God allowed me to go through that he's now using, you know, and, and that was all the preparation. Right now he's using that in the film ministry. Right. Yeah. And so we're we're producing, you know, and I'm not the only writer. Obviously, we, there's a roundtable of writers and screenwriters, but I'm one of them. And so I'm able to write this down and put it together and and then produce these films that I've written. And so that's just so 
exciting for me. I was never able to do that. Before. Yeah, you, you not only picked up the ability to do it, but God gave you the great joy in the process of yeah. doing it as well. <laughs> and that's pretty clear. And you're right. That is, uh, that's an unexpected outcome, isn't it? Of a it whole... is. I, <laughs> I had heard before that, like, you know, somebody has this bad injury and they were never able to play the piano or play an instrument. Now afterwards they can. It's like, where did that come from? It was there, but this triggered it. And that happened with me and the whole writing ability. And so I'm just really encouraged, um, you know, first that like people actually say, wow, that's a really good script. And I'm going, it is, <laughs> you know, okay. I'm glad you think so. Let's produce it. You know, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So it's really, fun. and then to actually see it on the screen and you're sitting there watching something that you lived, that you wrote, and now there it is acted out. And it's, it's just phenomenal to be able to do that and to produce something that makes a difference in people's lives. So it's, yeah, it's a thrill. That's really great, brother. And I'm excited to hear about that. You know, we hear jokes about half my brain tied around my back and that's what Russell Limbaugh <laughs> used to say all the time. But mm -hmm. you know, there is a truth to the fact that we do not, and, and no one ever does tap all the way into this marvelous uh, thing that God has given yeah. us in our brain uh, and and the uh, ways that God does these marvelous things, and here you've tapped into a whole different section and ability that you never w was able to tap into before, and mm. that accident made the pathway to it. He will make your path straight. I tell you, He does it. You know, Romans eight twenty eight has just jumped off the pages of Scripture to me. Right, we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, mm -hmm. who are called according to His purpose. And so I, I know, I mean, I meet that criteria. I love God and I know he called me according to his purpose. And I've seen him cause a, a very terrible traumatic injury to work together for good, right? right? For my good, for his glory. And so I just, I love that. That's become like a, a real, you know, life verse for me. <laughs> well, he has brought it for good. And while we're on this topic, I and, and maybe we can touch more on this in segment three, but you, uh, you, when you hear about people having a brain injury, having a significant body injury that demands months of uh, recuperation, perhaps surgeries, uh, the the idea or the thought of money usually comes up then too, and healthcare, yeah. and how in the world are we going to be able to afford all of this? And boy, that's a life changing thing. And for you, you had Samaritan Ministries, and yes. this is a Christian health sharing ministry. And that not only uh, was a blessing to you, but it was an amazing blessing to you in your mm. life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, always when you have a traumatic injury of any type, you know, you're in the hospital or whatever, you have surgeries, you have tests, you know, you have therapy and rehab, all those. I mean, it adds up, it adds up quickly. And so I remember this, Mike, very clearly. You know, remember my brain just wasn't working. Um. And all of those many, many months of laying there and then having my family, you know, taking me to the neurologist and to brain specialist and ENTs and whatever, the first night in the hospital, you know, all of those things, finding out exactly the extent of the injuries and all that's going on. Um, <clears throat> just an amazing part of that whole journey. Um, knowing that my brain didn't work properly, mm -hmm. it was hard for me in, in the beginning to get my mind wrapped around things, 
But knowing that those bills were going to be taken care of through Samaritan Ministries, through the Christian, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ around the country, that was so comforting to me, knowing that I I didn't have to fret over you know, how that those bills were going to affect my family in a negative way because I knew that Samaritan Ministries was there and, and was going to, you know, help take care of all of that. And they did. They came through with shining colors. And so that was that was a wonderful piece that I had in the midst of that storm. How long do you think that uh, it took from the moment of the injury to the point where you felt that you were truly back and healthy and, and, and feeling good and doing this work that you're doing now? <laughs> what was that process like? Yeah, that that was around the two and a half years. Um, the first eight months, um, I basically spent all of that time either in my bed, just um, being fed nutrition and brain foods, and you know, and then taken to different doctors' appointments and all of the rehab and all of those things. I had to spend some days at you know a brain specialist office and just learning the walking again and the, you know, all of those things. Um, so the first eight months were, were the worst, if I can just say it that way of, cause I, you know, I couldn't walk. I'd, I'd fall over. I, I the world just wouldn't stop spinning and oh. all of that. And so, um, just learning how to process all of that and that, that part of the recovery. But then it was, um, it was two and a half years, a little over that actually of before I felt like, Okay, um, I feel like I'm, I'm maybe like eighty to ninety percent ability to function, s- somewhat normal. I, I still have some limitations. I mean, that's just it's part of it. Um, but you know, I'm I'm functioning today like between ninety and ninety five percent most days, and so I'm I'm very grateful for that. Well, I can't tell anything uh, that would be a problem. So you're doing a great <laughs> job today, man. Uh, here's hey, a question man. for you: Did you get back up on a bike? I did. Oh, I'm glad you asked that question. Mike, that was one of the most difficult decisions for me. Um, I wanted to, but you know, it's like falling off a horse and getting hurt. You know, the best way to get over that is to get back on the horse, Mm -hmm. right? So I I remember this whole overcomer mentality that I've, I've had, you know, that it came back, just welled up in me. And yet when I was released from my doctors and chiropractors and all that stuff, they said, physically and mentally, I was okay. I could get back on a bike, but it was up to me. (laughs) Mike, I tell you, the first time I got back on my bike, I I only went one mile and I was crying my eyes out. So I just from reliving the flashbacks, I was so strong. I couldn't do it. I used to turn around and go back home. Mm -hmm. And, and yet, um, my oldest son, um, really helped and encouraged me uh to get back on it and to overcome that fear and that anxiety and and so i have I, i've not done another century ride yet i'll, I'll say <laughs> yet because i don't i don't know if i will do that I, i've been praying about that what does god have in store for that but um but i have been back on it many many times I, i've put I don't know, thousands of miles back on a bike again That's great. since I started riding again. And I absolutely do love it. I've been able to overcome the fear and the anxiety of it. So, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a tool to help you face the fear, face the giant of the fear, 
and yeah. then and then get over that. That's got to be a healing thing. Now, now yeah. you're involved in this thing called Make It Clear Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into that, and then we'll be at about we're about five minutes away from a break, and okay. then we'll finish up in the, the the last segment talking about that. How did you get involved in Make It Clear? Yeah, so Dr. Stan Pons is the president of Make It Clear Ministries, and it is an international ministry based out of Castleberry right there at Orlando, Florida. Um, And they have a resource ministry, which is wonderful, books, CDs, DVDs, now our films, you know, all that, a lot of things, interviews, a lot of things are on there. A wonderful resource ministry through their marketplace. And then they have a speakers bureau, like they can send out speakers to, to speak on different topics at different conferences and churches and whatnot. They have a counseling ministry. They have a ministry to teenagers. They have all kinds of things that take place under the Make It Clear Ministries banner. Well, they approached me during my healing process because they knew of my background as an actor and all the things we talked about. So they needed somebody basically just to be the face, if you will, of their studio arm. And so they reached out to me. They had already been doing some interviews like with Kevin Sorbo and Wally Crowder, some different people that have been involved in this film industry for many, many years that are believers. And so God was doing some things, bringing some interview opportunities to them. They thought, well, maybe God wants them to start a film arm, you know? And so they reached out to me uh, to, to do that. And, you know, I was still such in the healing process. I was at that point where I could talk on the phone again, but it was just still in the healing process. Mm-hmm. And so trying to put together sentences and all of that. Um, but they asked me to pray about being the senior director of Make It Clear Studio, which would have been their brand new film arm. Um, and so that's what I did. And I actually took about five or six months uh, before just a really serious prayer. And could I even do that? Was I even able mentally, you know, all that it takes, but that passion just welled up in me. And I knew my wife and I knew together that this was what God had for me next. And so I was very, very excited, uh, became the senior director of Make It Clear Studio. And since then, um, we have a series that target uh, is middle and high school students. It's called The Bible Says, because God hit me with this brilliant thought of how we have taken the word of God and prayer out of our public school systems. And so we've raised an entire generation of young people without that foundation. Many of them don't attend church, don't even know why you should. They don't even know who Jesus is. They don't have any clue, even in this country, in today's world, that is happening. And so we started this uh, series of short films because that's we're entering into the world of the middle and high school, you know, they're watching mm-hmm. these videos on all day long. And so we've entered into that world um, with our short film series called the Bible says, and we've done films on bullying, lying, cheating, vaping, trafficking. Now we're doing them on mass shootings this coming year, teen uh, suicide, mm-hmm. you know, drug addiction, all of those. So and on and on. So we're doing those short films that are topical, marketed to our young people that are dealing with those issues on a daily basis. That sounds um, amazing. And yeah. you're doing this. How when you say short film, are they 
a, a minute or the longer? What would that be? Longer, yeah. These are full live action. You know, uh, anywhere from three minutes to thirty minutes. It really just depends on the topic and you know the story that we that we write you know and, and put together. So uh, they're all different different links. Much more to learn about all of this with my guest Doug Stroop from Georgia. He's talking with me now on this program. We've got one more segment with Doug. We'll learn more about Make It Clear Studios when we return. This is Afternoons with Mike and you're on The Shepherd. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. On the line with me right now is Doug Stroop, and Doug has been telling us all about uh, the amazing story of his accident, his recovery. Uh, he's an actor. He's a film producer. He got connected with Dr. Pons in Castleberry, and that's the Make It Clear Ministries. And he is now the director of Make It Clear Studios, doing these films that are helping young people deal with stuff that's going on in their culture. And have you ever seen a time where something like that is more needed? than today. I mean, it is really, uh, it's a jungle out there. If you're a young high school student with the bullying, the drug abuse, you mentioned trafficking. That's something mm. that uh, people I'm convinced, Doug, they, they still mm. don't even understand the scope of how serious, uh, many people don't, of how serious this problem is in our culture. Yeah. You're exactly right. They don't. And they don't understand that it's going on right up under our noses all around us. And so we produced a short film. This is about a 30 minute film in its full length version. We also did a 10 minute version of that same film, that same topic. Um, and we put that out in film festivals all over the country. Um, but people don't understand it is going on all around us right under our noses and we don't see it. So we put this out saying, um, we need to raise awareness of what to look for. We need to educate the viewers. We need to be more aware of our surroundings, right? And then we also show in that that it is possible to rescue those that are living that nightmare and, you know, help them in Christ and help them get back on their feet and help them, you know, really become a, a valuable part of society after they had lived that nightmare of trafficking. And so, that that film itself, it's probably won of 20 or 25 awards already, and we're just very thankful for that. And that's not just in the Christian film festivals. That's also in secular festivals, which means that it's being shown all over the place. And, you know, people are getting the impact of that. And that name of that film is Trafficked, right? Yes, sir. It's just called Trafficked with an E.D. Uh -huh. Trafficked with an E.D. And this is something that... Uh, again, friends, if you are not familiar with this term, if you're not familiar, you may have heard it uh, being called human trafficking. You may yeah. have heard it being called sex trafficking or the yeah. sex slavery. It's all part of the same thing, and it is shocking. And what Doug said, it's happening under our noses. It is happening every day. There are people out there who are recruiting actively young people looking for the vulnerable and they get them involved first as a friendship. It looks very honest. 
it looks very safe and it is anything but that. And uh, so that, that's a uh, great. Now you've got another film called my name is Melissa. Tell us yeah. about that. Yeah. So we are now, we've ventured out into the feature film world. Uh, and our first one is called my name is Melissa. Um, it is, a, it's a feature and it's a very powerful film. We filmed it in the month of August. Uh, which is when the Samaritan Ministries released uh, the article in the, of the interview they had done with me, you know, in their newsletter in that same month of August. Um, so uh, it's a very powerful film, and I'm not going to give away too much, but I just have to say um, it's a look at abortion from a whole different perspective. Mm. It actually, um, it, it comes across that, Every life deserves to be lived. God has a plan for every life, right? And I have to say, just on record, it's murder is murder, whether it's in the womb or outside the womb, and you're taking a life that's murdering, and that's wrong. That's a sin, right? We know that, mm-hmm. that God does that that's not right. And so we put out, it's a very powerful, it's a, it's a brilliant film. It's got a lot of twists and turns in it of things you won't see coming, but it's really going to hit some people between the eyes and it's going to make them think about this issue of abortion of life in the womb and all of that and, and what that looks like and what God has to say about that. Now, these films like that one about Melissa trafficked. Uh, another one that we can talk about in a moment is the FT project. I'd like to hear about mm-hmm. that one. Uh, how are, how are these accessible to people to see? Right. So Make It Clear Ministries has an app. You know, it's it's very easy. They can go to a Play Store or whatever their Play Store is, and they can find Make It Clear Ministries app. They can download that app, and all of our short films plus all the overall ministry, everything is there on that app. Uh, we also do a TV series. I host a TV show called uh, Issues and Answers for Today, which we're asking questions. I'm interviewing Dr. Stan Pons, and he's given us Bible truth, Bible answers and education for those questions. And that one's targeted more at the young adults and beyond. So we're trying to hit all the different demographics with the truth of the Word of God. That sounds so extensive and exciting. Do you guys, I'm sure you plan out your year at a time with what kind of films you want to be working on? Is that what you do? Yes, yes, we do. I've got a, a young man named Ethan who is the manager of our short film division. And so we actually were talking this morning and we're, we're putting on the calendar to at least do a short film every quarter, uh, three or four that we have scheduled. We already have those scheduled out each quarter for the, the next year, 2023. Uh, and those are going to be on the mass shootings, the teen suicide, the drug addiction. There's also one that we're looking at doing that's just about how we're all so distracted in life by different things. And so we don't hear from God anymore because of those distractions. And so, you know, there's a lot of different topics that we're touching on. Uh, but yes, we do have those scheduled out throughout the year, um, including the issues and answers for today. We've done 20 programs for that, and we'll, you know, we'll do many more throughout this uh, upcoming year. Many people are familiar with The Chosen, which is a uh, series that's out right now and put out uh, on a crowdfunded basis. How do you Mm -hmm. guys uh, pay for all of this? Because I know that filmmaking is not an inexpensive project. That's exactly right. No, it's very expensive to do uh, lots and lots of details and lots of expense. But you know what? God provides that. Um, So far, up to this point, we have done it through donations um, where we contact people 
you know, we, we call them, we get, we share our heart with them. Many times I'll go in and I say, look, give me 15 minutes. I just want to share my heart. And I'll have pastors that that'll, that'll do that, or they'll put together, have a group of business people in their church and I'll just go and take 15 minutes and share my heart. Um, you know, or, or over the phone or email, however, but I, I like the face to face that works a lot, looks, works very well. And so just sharing my heart and passion of what we're doing for the next film and why. Um, and then when we do premieres, uh, of our showings, you know, we'll have, okay, this is what's coming up next. If you'd like to donate, they can go to make it clear which is very simple. Mm-hmm. And there's a donate, you know, a little banner that pops up, make it clear studio.com and the, there's a donate banner. And so it's easy to do that there. Uh, plus we have a YouTube page, which has a lot of our, I was going back to where they could view the, view the different, uh, projects that we've worked on. So make it clear studio has a YouTube channel. So lots of different ways. Um, but the main way is through donations and they can do that. That make it clear studio.com. Now the people that you employ in these films are, do they come to where you are or do you guys go out on location? How does that work? Yeah, so it does it both. Um, we shot the last one in Jonesboro, the one on My Name is Melissa. And so we literally had people come from all over the country. I mean, all the way from California to New York, Georgia, Florida, Texas, North Carolina. I mean, people came from all over the country because they wanted to be a part of the, the cast and crew you know, of this particular film because of the topic it was so mm-hmm. intriguing. Um, and so, yeah, people, we do shoot um, mostly we're shooting on location. We do have a warehouse here in middle Georgia that we can build out sets and do that as well. Um, but most of the time we go out on location. And so the entire cast and crew, you know, will will uh, you know, get together there to, to shoot the film. Now you've been a part of major productions before mm-hmm. big, big screen productions, mm-hmm. and now you're doing this, but you, it's amazing that you're doing it at a time when technology uh, the equipment that you're doing, it looks great on everything that I've seen. It's just marvelous. And uh, yet I know, again, all of that gear that it takes, that's not inexpensive either, is it? No, it's really not. And we do have probably at least three or four different crews, you know, like DP is a director of photography and then the sound and the lighting and all of that. Uh, so we can have multiple projects going on at any one time. Because these, you know, the different ones that we use behind the camera uh, have wonderful equipment. They're all very knowledgeable in what they're doing and how to get it done and to make it look very professional. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, it's it's good, high quality stuff. Now, you've mentioned that you've been on, obviously, at this point, both sides of the camera. Do mm-hmm. you enjoy this one more than the other? You know, I do. I really do. And there was a time in my life that I was so passionate about acting because of being able to have an opportunity to become a character that would portray a powerful message, you know, and so I would really connect to that character. But when God told me to to step out of that, the world I was in, and to put him back into film right now with what I'm doing, um, I'm I'm not landing as many of the roles as far as the actors being an actor goes, and I'm perfectly at peace with that. I'm okay with. I'm not even submitting for very many, because of what I'm doing in the directing and the writing and the producing. I know that yeah, I'm just I'm very passionate about this, and I know this is where God has me. Uh, so yeah, I'm enjoying it tremendously. Oh, that's great, Doug. <laughs> now you mentioned that you're a musician. I've got to ask about that. Tell me about yeah. that one. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, so I started in that when I was a 10-year-old little boy uh, singing in churches. We did a concert ministry. Then I, I was with the Peach State Quartets, um, a, mother, uh, a male uh, Southern gospel quartet. Um, we traveled. I was with them for over 17 years, traveling in concert ministry. My own family, we had the Stroop family singers, and we traveled. We have seven children, my wife and I, and so we, we traveled as Stroop family for many, many years. And you know, we've been a part of praise teams in different churches over the years, and we are actually doing that now at our church here in Middle Georgia, Crossroad Bible Church. Um, we are, uh, I'm the worship leader there as well. And so uh, my wife plays the piano, I play the guitar and sing. We have multiple of our children that are up there, and they're all adults now, but they're all up there participating in the praise team and the worship with us together. And so it's just a wonderful thing to be able to take people to the throne of God through worship music. It's just amazing. Isn't that a privilege? I was yeah. uh, honored uh, to be able to do that for over 40 years and mm. as a worship leader and yes. love it. And now at this stage of my life, I'm still involved. Uh, I, I play guitar as well mm. and uh, get to do that. It's so much fun, isn't it? To, to be a part of the the transitions we you mentioned you've been in southern gospel music yeah. now you're probably doing uh, songs of all genres yes. uh, hymns and contemporary songs as well that's right all the above yeah and it, it's wonderful and we'll have to have a little jam session of if i make it down there to where you are we'll oh <laughs> and that that's a, a must so when you come to orlando you do come down to castleberry right I, I do. We've shot most of our series called Issues and Answers for Today. We've shot in a studio there in Orlando. Wow. Uh, so so yeah. w when you come back, you've got to come to our studio. We're right off of I-4, and uh, it is really great uh, to, to have that opportunity to, to talk with people from our studios and meet people like you, Doug. You're out there doing it, and I just uh, encourage all of our listeners to check out your website. Give us that website one more time, if you will. Yes, sir. That is makeitclearstudio.com. We also have a Make It Clear Studio YouTube channel, and then we have a Make It Clear Ministries app. All and right. so all of those, you can see our content, you can see the overall ministry. The main one there, makeitclearstudio.com. And Doug spells his last name S-T-R-O-U-P, if you'd like to check him out as well. Doug, thank you for spending this time with me today. Mike, thank you so much. This has really been an honor and a privilege for me. And I pray that the content is, makes a difference in the, in the listeners' lives uh, whenever, you know, and today and, and every day. So Absolutely. thank God for the opportunity to make a difference. Well, you are so uh, welcome for being with here today. Thank you for joining us. And we'll look forward to meeting you here at the studio and having that said jam session. That's got to that happen. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right. God bless you. And friends, thank you for joining us today on Afternoons with Mike. <music>